and welcome to Concert Pipeline. That's Jen Schippel. And that is Steve Jones. And Jens, today on the podcast we have uh, a band called Toy Guitar. And uh, they uh, opened for Juliet in the Licks uh, at Cornerstone in Berkeley. Uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. I don't know why you're telling me this because we were there together. Yeah. Not at the interview. I mean, you make it sound like you're going to be uh, here for the interview. Uh, yeah, well, some of us have to work, slacker. Right. Yes. Slacker. Some of us have to work. Yeah, I, sadly, I missed the interview. I was looking forward to it, but um, I just couldn't get off of uh, work early enough. But uh, that didn't stop you from making it. And um, I was able to get there before the doors opened. So uh, I got to see them. Um, and then I got to see you with you right after that. Indeed, yes. Uh, and we'll talk about that here in just a bit. Uh, before we do, I don't think I think it's been a week or two since we've told people how to get a hold of us. So Jens, why don't you tell people how to get a hold of us here at Concert Pipeline? Oh yeah, it's uh, not too difficult as long as you have access to the internet in some format. So you can uh, just visit social media, facebook.com slash concertpipelinepod. You can also check us out at Concert Pipeline in the following areas uh, Twitter uh, Instagram YouTube and sometimes oh darn it Steve unless you did it I had completely forgotten but Periscope right. did we Periscope? I did, I did not no. At the show we did uh, uh, There wasn't really strong internet in that venue so uh, so it didn't happen So That's true yeah. yeah I think it had one bar yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very good, so that that didn't happen at Cornerstone. So sorry. So you'll yeah, have, but I'll, I'll put I'll put video up on uh, on the Facebook page. How's that sound? It sounds good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sorry to interrupt, but as you were saying, yes, the band that you interviewed it was Toy Guitar. It was Toy Guitar, and I've got to say, one of the things I loved about Toy Guitar was that they have a female drummer. How awesome is that? How many bands? can say that they have a rockin' female drummer. Well, little known fact, but Juliet and the Licks had a rockin' female drummer uh, back when they started, back in 05. Uh, they had Patty, the drummer from uh, Hole, Courtney Love's band. Oh, no shit. I did yes. not know that. Originally. So so that would be oh, an, uh, one uh, female drummer that's uh, it was pretty rockin', yeah. I'd say, you know? So. That's pretty rocking. Yes. That's pretty rocking. So if you are listening and you are an aspiring female drummer, check out this band. You will not just be uh, you will not be disappointed. Right. Yes, Toy Guitar. Uh awesome female drummer, really cool band. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Jens, uh we went on a uh, a little trip, a day trip. Uh, and uh, and spent a day at the Russian River to celebrate your 118th birthday. That's right. And let me tell you. You don't look a day over 117. I do not look a day (laughs) over 117, right? I mean, I've never looked this good at 118 ever in my entire life. Right, right. Incredible. I tell you, you know what? It's all about these, it's all about these, like, facials. I've been really into getting facials lately, and that's what makes me look a whole year younger. I recommend everybody. I mean, facials for everybody. You know, the uglier you can make your face with those masks. I mean, we're talking about the fountain of youth here. I mean, I'm okay. So 
I'll, you're good. I'll yeah, pass. you still look like you're 18. Yeah, right. Uh, you uh, <laughs> you enjoy your facials, okay? <laughs> uh, anyway, so Russian River, yes. You did. Uh, this was uh, when was this? This is last weekend. <laughs> last, last weekend. This yeah. last weekend. Oh yeah, right. This was the uh, this was Sunday. Yep. Um, and notably, the Sunday of the World Cup. Right. final in russia so um i my wife and i made it out of the house uh, right when the world cup started which was at eight in the morning so we tried streaming the whole first half in the car on the way up to the russian river How that about for you? 50 to 60 minutes to get there okay. yeah so uh but the connection was so crappy um i've got to say the audio was still good uh we were streaming this through the Fox app because they have exclusive rights to this, I guess. So um, the internet connection was great. I mean, we had tons of bars and LTE, but um, I, I guess the, you know, it was just so much traffic. It just didn't stream well, but the audio was good. We kind of had an idea what was going on. Uh, got to the bar mm-hmm. just around the corner from the beach right? Uh, and saw the entire second half with a bunch of other fans um, from I don't know where, because Johnson's Beach is already in the middle of nowhere, right? But a bunch of fans came to watch this game at this bar that's never opens early. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, we had a good time. And then I got a photo from you, right? Because I did. asked you to get there early to get a yes. spot for us, you yeah, know? Yeah, well, in years like, past... No one at the beach. In years past, you know, oh. if we didn't get there right at 10, the, you know, the spots filled up, the beach was was pretty full, that wasn't yeah. this trip. It was it was overcast early on, and it wasn't that crowded. It did get you know it picked up a bit, but it wasn't insane or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. While we were out there. Right. It was. Um, I mean, that picture that you texted me was yeah. hilarious. I was busting up, and yeah. I felt so bad. You know, I thought, oh my god, it's, sorry. Had I known no one one was going to show up for their you know 60 minutes right. <laughs> you could have slept yeah. in or something i, I, I could have slept in okay apparently you don't know <laughs> me so i could not have slept in you don't, you don't sleep in but what i'm saying is that <laughs> even though you your body automatically wakes you up at some crazy ass hour yeah where no one ever should be awake unless there's some life-threatening emergency like armageddon right um you could have at least had a more relaxing you know breakfast with your girlfriend but what happens is that i get a picture of a girlfriend by the neck by the river with like an empty beach everywhere yeah yeah she's she's like this she's an inch <laughs> tall in the photo and there's nothing but beach everywhere right. it's like oh god i feel so bad i got these guys out of their house they could have had a more relaxing breakfast or whatever and yeah. anyway whatever and you guys whatever. weren't that we much a- later and you know and it, was, it was just about yeah. out anyway you know right so. yeah the game uh, didn't go into overtime or anything like that. Um, I think we got out of there. Oh, there was weather delay. That's the problem. So we didn't get there quite at 10 like we thought we would. Um, but we got there a little later. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it was good. So, and, uh, and, I mean, I think there was one moment where you want to uh, relive for the, the podcast, right? We hung out. We, we had some drinks. We uh, had, you know, a bunch of food, you know, and uh, uh, paddled around in the water a little bit, right? Um, I was going to bring my kayaks, but glad uh, glad that we didn't because that would have been too much, just too much hassle and didn't didn't need them really. So, um, but we so the the girlfriend and I swam over to uh, the this tree uh, that has a rope swing on it. Right? It's just a, that's a, right. It's a, it's you a, guys swam over there. 
Yes. Remind me why you swam. So I so I was trying to rally the troops. I'm like, come on, guys, there's a rope swing. Mm-hmm. Let's go rope swing. You know, yeah. let's have some fun rope. And I try to do this every time we go to Russian River because we've been there, you know, as a group several times. Yeah. Um, and usually nobody wants to go, but this time I was so excited because we got a group. But I mean, I'm in a kayak that I rented. Yeah. Our friend Tony yeah. is in a canoe with his. He had, a, he had a raft. Uh, I'm sorry, he, uh, inflatable raft. Yeah, right, with his kids. But why did you, we, and your girlfriend like walk over there in the water? I mean, we walked and swam. I mean, we walked in the shallow parts some a little bit, and we just took our time. And it was fine. Um, I mean, I don't think there was talk or at that point of going to the rope swing. I think we were just going ourselves, and then you. Uh, yeah, or you had already, you were already over there or something. I think you were already over there, and then we we were just uh, swimming over, and it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. It was probably yeah, quarter of a mile. It's because you didn't bring your kayak. Yeah, we didn't have the kayaks, and so I mean, we you didn't, didn't bring your kayak. We, we didn't have rafts right. or or That's you right. know kayaks or anything, and that and it wasn't a big deal either. It wasn't worth renting. It wasn't a big deal at all. We didn't want to. It wasn't that far. So right. Um, right, right, right. So we get over there, and so. Um, Jens uh, is all about encouraging uh, other people to do this rope swing with no accountability to do it himself. I've done it myself. There is video of me having accomplished this task. I marked it off my bucket list. That's a one-time thing. But there's some people, like Steve Jones, that haven't done it before. Uh, I did it last year, actually. Thank you. You did. Oh. Mm -hmm. Sure you did. Right. And, um, And so... You decided to do it again. I was like, okay, because why not? And uh, and so uh, Jens, uh, the documentarian that he is, uh, decided to record uh, me swinging. So I, I wanted to give Jens a little more action for his money, and uh, uh, he was off on the uh, on my right side uh, of the tree. And so I swung from the, the left side over around to the right side, and I wanted to have a you know, you know a nice action shot, you know, kicking the kayak, kind of getting jiggling into his camera a little bit. And so I kicked Jens's kayak, which just so happened to have a six-year-old girl in it. She's six, right? Uh, uh, Tegan, I, I don't know, probably, okay. yeah, she's six. We'll yep. say six. Um, and, six, sounds right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then once, once upon I kicked the uh, kayak, there was no longer a six-year-old girl in the kayak anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there was not. There was not. So from your perspective, try to, you know, try to remember like every frame, like try to, try to, from, from the moment that you hit the water for the first time at, to the moment that you realize there's a six-year-old who might be drowning, like do the frame by frame. Well, my, my feet, first my, my feet hit the, the water, but you know, I, I pick them up and I, put him in the air a little bit more and I'm still swinging over. So, and Jens's kayak was in kicking distance. So I, I kicked it. And, uh, and then next thing I know, Tegan was in the water and was like, oh, you know, just, she could, sw- she could swim, but she was like, she'd gotten some water in her mouth. She obviously wasn't expecting this. Uh, right. <laughs> and, uh, it came as a surprise for her too. I think she handled it like a champ. <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, it, normally I would have been, you know, um, 
I would have gone into like rescue the little no. six year old mode, but, right? But, but the documentarian that no you were need yeah. for that, yeah. right? And the documentarian was, that you were, you wanted to get on video, although you didn't get the her falling into the water on video. You just got her splashing and gurgling a little bit, you know. I got the drowning part. Yes. Yeah, I didn't get her flying up in the air ten feet. That part. So and then like yeah, no, I didn't get that. Part. So from from my perspective. Um, out of the corner of my eye, I saw you hit the water, uh-huh. and it was almost like there was no time that had transpired between you hitting the water and Tegan flying through the air. So I sort of, my brain interpreted that as you sort of doing this Jesus thing where you're <laughs> skipping on water, you like yes. bounced off the surface of the water or something and then hit the canoe, or ki- kayak, kayak. Yeah. sorry, kayak, and then um, you know Tegan goes flying and, and, and lands in the water. And this little six-year-old, uh-huh is a fantastic swimmer it is crazy how good she was i mean what a champion as soon as she was in the water she was doing exactly everything that she needed to do in order to swim back um right. to the kayak or to um <laughs> or to the raft which was right there too all of her just, years I mean, of was, practice were building all of her years moment. yeah all of her like six months of practice or however long she's been swimming, right? Uh-huh. I mean, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I did feel um, like a tool, you know, afterwards, and I apologize <laughs> profusely, but but it was also kind of funny, you know, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I mean, even if she didn't have those swimming skills, it would have been really easy to just jump in and, and grab her. And I think, I think, you know, I'm certain that we were in standing distance. I mean, okay. I'm over six feet tall, and... When I jumped off of that swing the first time, I hit the bottom immediately. When you say the first, first time, <laughs> so you mean this the, is only, a very the shallow only time. Place. You mean the only time? The only time. Yes. Well, I'm not, no, no, last time. Uh-huh. No, because I don't know what's going to happen in the future, so I'm not going to say only time. Oh, okay. So what, what I'm hearing is next year, Jens is going to jump off of the rope swing. That's what I, and I didn't say next year. Uh-huh. I just didn't say... I'm just saying that it I mean, is not the only. At 118 time. young, I, you know your time is limited. I'll just say that. So, I'm going to make it to 150. Oh, good. Easy. Good. We have many years <laughs> of yens ahead. Lucky us. Uh, yeah. Well, I had one anyway, other one other story. So. I mean, that was that was pretty much the excitement of the Russian River trip, right? Was uh, was that? Um, anything else you wanted to add about that trip before I move on to the other story I had? I don't think so. I just remember being super exhausted afterwards, and I'm not sure why, but as soon as I got home, I had one thought in my mind, and that was to get everything um, perishable that I had brought back from the river into the refrigerator or freezer or wherever it was supposed to go so that I could go lie down. (laughs) We do do have to commend uh, my girlfriend Tracy's cookies, which were the hit of the... Those were insane. the, The hit of the trip, because... A bunch. I think every party brought cookies, um, mm-hmm. but most of them were not touched uh, at all. I mean, bare, very I little. Think, Maybe just out of like necessity. But but Tracy's were you know handled, and uh, she. They was, were made with love. Yes, she made these sea salt uh, caramel uh, cookies with a uh, a dove caramel in it, and mm-hmm. it was just you know deli- moist and delicious and great. It, to me, it felt like she had made every piece of the cookie. Like she had, she was at the Dove factory making that, you know, the Dove chocolate that went into the center of the cookie. She was out there 
uh, you know, in the, in the great salt lake, you know, getting the salt, you know, <laughs> you know she was out there in the fields getting the flour. Right. I mean, that's how good it was. I mean, it put every other cookie I've ever had to shame. Wow. That is a, a testament to, uh, yeah. to her, her cookies. And no joke. I think no you're really joke. just trying to get more cookies for, you know, next time, uh, we, we get together. So just saying. You know, I hadn't really thought of that consciously. Maybe there's an unconscious message conveying that, but whatever. I'm just saying the cookies were fantastic, and I was delighted to find that when I got home, in my urgency to put everything away so I could just go lie down, I had found some extra cookies. Your wife stole some, yeah. She's like, we're she going to trade some of these Costco cookies that are all crumbled up for some of the, the amazing, really delicious <laughs> cookies, like there's even a... A trade sort of thing, but uh, which I, I didn't know she did. I didn't know she did that. Oh, yeah, she I did. Was like, whoa, Mark Tracy she, cookies, which is okay because last year, you know, I got leftovers of the, you know, uh, delicious uh, meats that she had gotten because there was a lot of that and, and leftovers. So, so it, you know, it balances out. So, um, so it works. So all works out in the end. Yeah. The other story I had um, was actually yesterday. Uh, went to Battle of the Bay, Giants versus A's uh, on A's territory with uh, the the girlfriend and our friends Joe and Jackie as well. Um, and it was a sold out game in Oakland, which is almost an oxymoron. Um, and uh, I mean, not a lot of people buying tickets to Oakland games, but they're having a pretty decent season. They're pretty neck and neck with the Giants, and it's one of those rare times where. There was Battle of the Bay in San Francisco like the weekend before, and then uh-huh. and then here in uh, and then in Oakland like this past weekend. Um, doesn't happen a lot, and um, I used to go to Battle of the Bay every year with my dad. I'd buy him tickets uh, for his birthday and Father's Day, and that, until they stopped doing it on weekends, and um, and it. Uh, it just got to be too much, you know, to to do. We weren't able to do it in the middle of the week, and um, and it wasn't in June, so so that kind of fell off, fell off. And so it was cool to be able to go to Battle of the Bay again because it's just you get both fans there, right? You get the A's fans and the Giants fans, pretty pretty fair split between the two. Um, you also get those that are both and have kind of the split hat where half of it's Giants. Oh and no half way! Of it's are A's. you serious? Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and so we go. Um, you know, uh, Joe had wanted to leave at like 11 for a one o'clock game, which, uh, which I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. But also I knew I wasn't going to get them out of the house before 10. So we settled on like 10 o'clock leaving. Um, and, um, and then we had to drop a car in, you know, Vallejo. Um, we took two separate cars cause they had to pick up their son afterwards anyway. So that we went, we went the rest of the trip together and, um, and sat in traffic at the exit for over an hour. Um, oh my God, crazy. And I was just, I was getting a little anxious. So I was like, I hope the, the lot itself isn't full. I'm not, like not even talking about getting in on time. I was just like, I hope it's not full, right? And then we have to right. find parking elsewhere. Well, as we're getting up near the, the front of the exit, uh, the, there was two, two reader boards on either side that said, lot full, use uh, overflow parking. And... Um, and so luckily we were in the right lane and we were able to veer off fairly quickly and, and then get over to the overflow parking, um, and, which by the way, parking at the, um, Coliseum, $30 parking a half a mile walk away at the overflow par- parking over the overpass, $35. 
It's even more expensive. <laughs> It's ridiculous. We, That's insane. We thought going you know, to was free because it wasn't we used, on site. But. We used to park uh, on the other side of the freeway, so over the overpass, yeah. and then like another mile or two towards Alameda. Right. You know, so it used to be like this crazy walk, and then we decided, you know what, we're just going to start partying at the BART station yeah. parking lot. So we'll pay the 20 bucks or whatever it is, and we'll just stay there and party. that's a way to do it too i mean you know we we talked about bart you know but it just didn't seem economical to because we just don't have any easy way to get to it from napa Uh you by the time you park there you're paying for parking at the bart station you're paying for four people to get on bart you have to you know get there and you know and then walk from the bart off ramp into the thing so it's just a whole to do and Mm uh i mean next time we should especially rather than waiting an hour at the exit but Anyway, yeah. we got there, we had a couple of beers in the parking lot, went in, had some more beers, maybe a couple more beers, a couple more beers after that, you know, sort of thing. Um, Do you remember the game? What game? I mean... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, it was just a, uh, a glorified, expensive uh, way to drink beer with your friends. and uh, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. like, how much can I spend for bad beer? Like, oh, man. This Bud Light cost me 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Joe bought the first round, and then I bought the second round, and Tracy bought a round. I mean, so we, we, we which we shared the like the second two rounds really because we were, we kind of just slowed down a little bit, but but so we had it. Um, and and yeah, it was a good game. I mean, we did leave at the in the eighth inning, um, so we can get back to the car and get out before the madness and right, kind of yeah. got it, you know, which is unfortunate because it was a good game and it went into the 10th inning. Um, Listen to it uh, on the way home as well. So um, it was a lot of fun. It's just fun to get out and, and go to a game again. And yeah, I didn't pay a ton of attention to the game because I was, I had to keep visiting the bathroom for all the beer. I, and, and <laughs> drinking, but, yeah. Are you, you're upstairs in your office, right? Yes. Do you have a window open? I feel like I hear crickets everywhere. I do have a window open. Yes. It's they're so loud, dude. I, I don't hear them through through the headphones. So. You don't hear them? No. It's like but it's pretty awesome uh, natural sound, right? So. Yeah, I feel like you could make your own, you know, relaxation DVDs at night and Ooh, extra little go. side income there for you. Oh yeah, that'll that'll rake it in, right? So people people <laughs> pay pay that for DVDs, right? So. Oh, yeah. Get some crickets in your life or frogs or whatever they are. Crickets or frogs, yeah. Uh, the frogs happen around here, too, but just when there's, like, water, so. Um, yeah. But that was uh, that was the game, so it was, uh, it was a good time. And That's exciting. Yeah, that's good good news. I mean, um, you're, you know, you're more of a baseball game than I am. If I can get to a game once or maybe twice a year, it's, it's always a good time. It's oh, a yeah. lot of fun. But there are just so many baseball games every yeah, year there are a lot, you know yeah, yeah. and that was the only so... game i've been to this year or anything it's not like i go to a lot but um but i like watching i like you know i'm down to you know go to a game whenever to you yeah know, it's just a, it's hard to get out and do it so it's it's a fun crowd you know and the weather's usually great and you know people are friendly and yeah it's just a nice excuse to be outside and you know have some fun i agree um speaking of having fun uh, had some fun with Toy Guitar, and uh, we're about to hear uh, the interview with them. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you before we do. Um, so I'll tell you the story leading up to the interview, which you were not present for. Um, and 
That is, we, um, I went with uh, my girlfriend Tracy, and we we got there to the venue. Um, they were scheduled to sound check at about six. We, you know, uh, barrier traffic. I wanted to leave a little extra time to be safe, so we got there about a half an hour early, uh, luckily, and um, and you know went into the venue. Juliet was sound checking, um, and I knew Juliet like eight years ago, 10 years ago, that sort of thing. It's been years. And so, um, I don't know if she'd remember me or not at this point, but we used to kind of be friends a, a little bit. And, um, but it's been, it's been a, it's in my kids' lives. Like she, since I have had kids, I have not talked to her really at all or anything. So, um, I gave her a little wave, you know, but then, um, uh, Tracy kind of shooed me back over because the, the security guy was uh, kind of just not sure who we were, what was going on, why we were there, um, and uh, um, and wanted to talk to us. So he um, he said, "Yeah, it was a it was a closed sound check. We needed to, you know, we told him who we were. We had an interview with Toy Soldier, uh, Toy Guitar, excuse me, and um, and he had us go around the other side of the venue, um, you know, out, uh, outside and." and hang over there, wait for the band to, to show up, right? Because they hadn't loaded in yet. Um, sure. The lead singer actually came out, because I guess he was already there, um, uh, and um, and so we were talking to him for a bit, we were waiting for the rest of the band uh, to uh, show up, and um, and the lead singer was talking to uh, two techs um, who were um, working the event, um, and, uh, and the lead singer is Jack, by the way, his name's Jack. Um, and, um, and then this, I don't think he was homeless, but he would, uh, he was definitely not well, well to do. And, uh, it, uh, I guess that's a way to put it. He, he comes up and he's like trying to bum a cigarette from one of the techs who was smoking a cigarette because they, the two techs were smoking. This lead singer was not right. And, uh, and, right. and he's like, the, the tech is like, yeah, sure. And he's like, Oh, I, I don't have my pack on me or whatever. And so then, uh, the lead, uh, then Jack said, you know, Jack just told this guy, Hey, uh, you know, smoking kills, you know, whatever. And, uh, and this guy flips out on him. Right. <laughs> he's, he's like, flipped around like, fuck you. Fuck you, you know, and he's like, hey, you know, just saying, just telling it like it is, just smoking kills, and uh, and he's like, fuck you, go back to your, you know, mom's cock that you came out of or whatever, you know. Oh my god, and, insane. Yeah, and and tripping out, and and so Jack is trying to play cool. I mean, he may have just poked a little bit, but he, you know, he's like, hey, you know, dude, you need a hug or what, you know, like, and <laughs> yeah. Like, how can anybody be mad after you say, hey, man, you need a hug? Right. And this guy, he just kept going, fuck you. And, like, you know, he's like, you want to say that to my face or whatever? He's like, I just did, you know? <laughs> I know. Was, want me to get closer? Yeah. Dude, you need a hug? I, I know. <laughs> it's just, it was just, it was kind of comical. Uh, and, uh, oh yeah. So that, and this is in Berkeley, right? right? I mean, this is the city of, of you know, peace and free love. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And so that might have been that might have been Golden Gate Park, but whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, place of protest and hate. Yeah, but it, it was interesting. And so uh, the rest of the band shows up. They do their sound check, and uh, we did an uh, I did an interview with them upstairs in uh, their uh, dressing room, and uh, and so we're going to take a listen to that. Uh, before we do, let's play. Uh, a song from Toy Guitar's set 
This is a song called, Is It True? Here it is. This is Jack. <laughs> this is Miles. This is Alex. This is Rosie. We're Toy Guitar, and you're listening to Concert Pipeline. Jack, Rosie, Alex, and Miles from Toy Guitar. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that excitement. Yeah, we're at Cornerstone. So you, um, you guys haven't played here before, so this is a first. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, uh, so tell me a little bit about how you guys uh, got together. I know there's been a, you know some other members of the, the band, but tell me where we're at. Oh, so long ago. Let's start with us. Back yes. As a joke. Something I don't. I that that scares me. This is a long time ago. I was I would torture Miles with songs. We were in an, we're in his other band together. Yes. And uh, so I would always show him show him songs. Yeah, Yeah. And then I don't know. It just became a band. And then we had our friend Brandon doing it, but then he couldn't really do it. What's up? All right, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but then we we saw Rosie. I just, we were, um, we were playing a Swing and Utter show, 
Is it Velvet Jones? Yeah. Yeah, see? So it's like an iron trap. There you go. And then she, from that, I just, she had to be the one. So she's your guys' We talked about it. We're like, yeah. yo, dude, we got to make it happen. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. So, Rosie, you play, uh, you, uh, you drum in the band, obviously, but you also have uh, another band where you play guitar as well, right? No. No. I have another band that I play drums in, oh, okay. but my sister plays guitar. She does. And... I, maybe we look a little similar, um, but no, I don't play guitar in a band. Okay, yes. I'm a wealth of bad information apparently. So, <laughs> but so tell me a little bit about uh, you know how how you're playing drums with uh, being six months pregnant. So how is that going? Is this baby kicking dirt while you're you're doing shows? You know what? The baby kicks more when I stop moving. I think he's like. Come on. He likes it. He likes yeah, it. Yeah, like, what are you doing? This isn't normal. Like, keep going. Because, um, yeah, between my job and drumming, it's a lot of loud noise. I do, like, carpentry work, kind of, with yeah. kids. So I'm doing a lot of hammering. So I'm, like, go from, like, hammering and woodwork to drumming. And <laughs> so it's just, like, really loud, really active. And I'm feeling great. I feel almost like normal. My feet hurt a little more. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so uh, when did you know that uh, you wanted to be in a band? Uh, when I started playing drums in high school. That was it. Okay. And yeah. And you joined with uh, a band with some friends in high school and just Well, I actually got involved in, like, every kind of music possible I could through the school. You did. You were in marching band, yep, is that right? Yeah, drumline, okay. marching band, yep. jazz band, okay. uh, a little bit of concert band. Um, so I really didn't start getting into more playing with friends until I was in college. You went to USC? Yeah, I did. Okay. And yeah. I was in the drumline there. Right. And... Um, I joined a Misfits cover band with nice. some girls, and that that was really my first experience of like doing more gigging and playing shows and touring, and then it just one thing led to another, more bands, and then yeah, I didn't do drumline so much after yeah. I left college, and <laughs> so it was more um, band stuff. Yeah, and the Misfits cover band. Did you see the Misfits, and that made you want to, you know, kind of cover their songs? Or? No, I actually was just answering an ad on Craigslist for a drummer. <laughs> and, and I was a Misfits fan, yeah. so I was like, yeah, I could definitely play that. It's pretty easy stuff. Yeah. And we would play, like, 27 songs in, like, a half hour, and yeah. it was fun and fast and... And furious. Easy, easy to learn and a lot of fun and yeah, it was cool. Yeah. But I was with them for six years, so after that I was like, okay, I think I've had enough misfit songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a limit on that. I, uh, yeah. I I interviewed Danzig actually back in the day, like 12 years ago or something like that, and uh, you know I kind of crossed the line a little bit. I asked him about the misfits going on without him and everything, and he was denying that it happened. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, he's like, well, that didn't didn't happen. And and I'm not the biggest Misfits fan, right? You know, so I'm like, I can't. I was like, I'm not going to argue with Glenn Danzig about you know what, what happened. You know, I can't really hold my own. But I'm like, but they did, right? And he's like, no, no, they didn't. You know, and he's like, you were smart, but now you're pretty dumb. And it's just, wow. it didn't go. The interview didn't go up from there. I'll just say that. So. Touchy subject. I guess. Yeah, yeah, a, l a little bit. So. Yeah, I, I guess they've played a couple of shows recently since or something. So, 
come again, so I don't know. I yeah, I think not... they finally agreed to like reunite and play shows. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so tell me about. Uh, I will incorporate you guys, Jack, uh, Jack and Miles, back in the <laughs> interview a little bit. Tell How me about a... Alex though, too. Yeah, I know Alex. We need to uh, Alex. Talk to us, Alex. Uh, uh, yeah, Glenn Danzig's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, yes, <laughs> Alex is one. <laughs> He's really, really good. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, another band I, We played some shows With the, the Jerry Only Misfits okay. One time yeah. And I think we did Fuck so, Sorry it's, No you can curse uh, go, go. We did like Six or seven shows of them Yeah And we're sitting In the backstage And he's about to go on And he turns around And he looks at me He's like Thanks for coming out guys Like we're just Fucking randoms We've been on tour With this dude Yeah For six shows like, And he just thanks us For coming out Like you're, you're just there To see the show Or yeah, something so, Yeah yeah Fuck that Th- Thanks for doing this Sorry Hi Miles hey. My- Miles yeah <laughs> so, so Tell me about uh, Playing with Swing Hunters and like you're, you, I know you're you you've written a couple of albums with them and that sort of thing. Sometimes you go, you have, are you going to be on their upcoming tour that they're going out on? No, you're not. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It all depends on if I get time off of uh, of work and stuff, and I have to I have to be really selective because I don't get that much time. Yeah. And we're we're having babies right now here, so. Uh, all of you um, together? Or yeah, we're just going to chill. Okay. And then, I don't know. Miles just Yeah, yeah, you're a new dad, right? So, I got a... F- almost almost four months. What's his name? James. Oh, how about that? How's that going? Are you getting any sleep yet? No? Uh, it was... We were stoked at first. He was getting like... Yeah, we're just, he was like sleeping all the time. It was great. We're like, oh, this is fine. It's easy. And then like last two weeks have been a little rough, so... It goes through stages. But, yeah, it's cool. It's pretty rad being a dad. Yeah. People ask me, I say it's the weirdest, awesomest thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's life changing. Yeah. He looks like a mini miles. He does. He's got this, yeah. it's the stare, right? Yeah. It's like this weird <laughs> stare. It's kind of blank, but still there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like piercing. Yeah. yeah. But there. Blank, but wide. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to explain. I'll show you a picture later. Yeah. You can yeah, see what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of kids. It's uh, You do? I, have you I've, have... I have an eight-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. So Brave it's, man. Uh, it's, uh, they keep you busy, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Who's got them right now? Uh, their, their mom. I'm a single dad, too. So, Don't you? you know, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a lot of work, I'll tell you. Yeah. So, but, it's, it's, but it's also really rewarding. It's the coolest sounds... thing in the world, you yep. know? I mean, but it's... It doesn't get easier, I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, you get a little bit more sleep, but no. yeah. yeah well, we only got one, so yeah. I feel like we're in a yeah, because you have a little a, bit better spot. You have a son, right? Yeah, he's. Yeah. I'm out. Of, I'm almost out of the. I don't know if I'm out of the woods. Are you? Yeah. He's nine. I want to say I'm out of the woods, but I, his whole teen years are coming. Teen up, so years I'm are coming. And he's, he's not, I'm not out of the woods. <laughs> no, no, just Everyone's just like, wait. Uh, it's, it's it's been pretty easy for you, you'd say though. Not not too challenging. Uh, I yeah, he's a he's a great dude. He makes it really easy on me. It's yeah. he's I think it's cool. Yeah, Alex, any kids? Alex has four kids, <laughs> and three wives. There you go. That's way to do it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you lived in Africa and Indonesia as a kid. Yeah. Damn. How did you? How did you know? I, I know these things. I, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, as yeah. a kid, I don't remember any of it. You don't though. remember it though. No, so, so you can't remember, attribute any of it to like your music. I remember Indonesia a little bit, and I remember living in Abu Dhabi. 
Yeah? Yeah. So, so what do you remember from that? And I remember peanuts. Okay. I remember our backyard yeah. was made of clay-ish, kind of. I remember seeing a dude's dick. He flashed my mom. I'm telling you. <laughs> just I, I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying. I remember... Uh, it's weird. That's all the stuff I remember. I remember being in a school with other Scottish and English-speaking kids. Yeah. And a dick. Those are the important things to remember, I yeah. guess, when you're a little, little kid, right? And boats. Sure. I remember a lot of boats. Okay. I remember being in boats a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so, um, you, tell me about your, your work with Dead to Me. And uh, I know you put that kind of on hold when you had a kid, but you've been back a little bit with them. Yeah. yeah. I didn't... Yeah. I don't know if I put that on hold. I think they... They put it on hold? They put me on hold. They put yeah. me on hold. But we're all, it's all good. Yeah. Uh I don't know what. Yeah, we started playing shows and writing records again and whatever. They're not so busy either, so it's perfect. Yeah. You've We're just going to play a couple shows here, a couple shows there. I don't think you need to tour crazy anymore. Yeah. You play most of your shows and you try and keep I'm around good. the bay because like you're 40-something. So I'm yeah. good, man. Yeah, like 10 days here, 10 days there. That's good. Yeah, and, and, and we're working on a record too, and that record's—I don't know when it's going to be out. Have you found any challenges with kind of balancing the the numerous bands that you? I'm in trouble all. You the always, time. You're just, yeah, with the with the wife or just in, yeah. with the other bands. Love you, Mary. Yeah. Um, it's just hard because there's shit that happens all the time, and she's really busy with her stuff too. So it's not—I can't rampage. Yeah. In there anymore, like her. I think she's. We used to be like, I feel like it was like this, where this was me and this is her, but now it's like, she's kind of busier. She does art stuff? She tattoos. Tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So she's. And does art. Yeah, she's an artist. Thanks, Miles. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Alex. (laughs) Oh, no problem. (laughs) Yeah, and so tell me, uh, how did you get set up with this show with uh, Juliet? So I know. Uh, Joey, who plays guitar in the band, I right. think he plays guitar. I'm almost we'll positive. Go with guitar. I'm never, yeah, um, he played in this other band, the, my old other band. Wherever we're friends, yeah. and he asked us if we wanted to play. The, the Briggs, kind of short said, notice. Right? Yeah, 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 the Briggs. Yeah. They're really cool. I saw them with Flogging Molly years ago, and uh, yeah, such a good show. Where was that? Warfield. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really cool. That's yeah, where I interviewed them back then. So. I don't. Are they still playing or no? Uh, the the breaks? Yeah. Uh, I I think they they broke up. Alright. I, I wanna say they broke up. Sorry Joe, I didn't years know. Ago, so. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's how we got the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's ex- exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're in for for a treat because Julia puts on a I haven't seen her yet. I wanna yeah. see her. Yeah, it'll be really awesome. Um, I like her as an actress a lot. Yeah. Yeah, she does some I mean she does some really great characters, like really deep and into her craft. Can you name all the movies? I was trying to do this the other day. All of them? Like her whole catalog? A lot of them. Five of them. Like Cape Fear. Okay. Cape Fear. Yeah, Natural Born Killer, Starsky and Hutch. Gilbert Grape. What's it in Gilbert Grape? Yep. Um, the Was it Vacation? Was it? Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, Vacation. Bro, yeah. Yeah. Christmas Vacation, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, That's... Uh, she was in Catch and Release. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, she, no, I like I like her. I love her as an actress. I think she's great. Old school, yeah, exactly. Which one was that one? Will, that, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yep. And oh, uh, she right. was there for the, the gangbang. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm really sorry. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and so um, you talk, talking again about um, toy guitars. I mean, we should talk a little bit about this this band a, a little bit, right? We don't this, have to. We can talk. Yeah, we'll sure. Talk about whatever, but um, but this, uh, the feel for this band is different than a lot of your other bands, and that's you've you've said that that kind of st- changes. I mean, that's different because not only the, the musicians, but the equipment that you you've used. Yeah, well, I, yeah, we do. I do play different amps, and Miles plays an amp. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guitar amp, but I feel like once it goes through this filter, like how because you, I don't know, if it, I feel like they're all the same stupid songs that I write, and then I show them to Miles or uh-huh. Rosie or Alex, uh-huh. and it's uh, it just every it just sounds different, you know, than it would with like a a different drummer from a different band playing. I think just it, that makes it sound different itself too. Yeah. If that does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. T- totally. And I feel like I'm talking way too much, dude. And you want to talk? All right. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm tuning my guitar. You want to talk? Alex, what do you got? No. What do you want? <laughs> I want the rock and roll tonight. I want to. No, but I do think it does yeah. sound a little. It is, and I'm going to say this now on record. Do it. It's my favorite band of all the bands I'm in. Ah, oh, that's nice. That's it. A, really that's is the right thing to say. It, it really is. <laughs> it really is. Up top. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't think they care so much. And this is going to be the best show of this your guys' career. Right? Yeah, it's going to be good. We don't really practice, but yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah. So, so tell me about getting signed to Fat Records. What, how, uh, how did that come about for you guys? Uh, you texted Mike. I texted him. I said, yeah. "Can you put this record out?" And then I think I don't know if I saw the text. He just said, "Okay." That was it. Yeah, that sounds like Fat Mike. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's it. It was super uneventful. I've heard that story before of just like, I just asked Pac Mike, he's just sure. Yeah. Just put it on. <laughs> okay. But I think it, it was like the, probably the utters helped, mm-hmm. like to really, because it was coming, or the dead of me stuff just from out of nowhere, but it was, um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. I thought there was a, weren't you supposed to, somebody was supposed to fix his bathroom. Okay. I thought that he signed us uh, if we were going to fix his bathroom. Miles is going to fix his bathroom, and they never did. You didn't fix after even after they he signed you. No. You didn't fix his. Fuck I think, no. I think you need to go fix his I think bathroom I right fix now. Fix his own bathroom yeah. now, probably, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We got on there. You're, you're on there now. Fix a bathroom. Yeah. And and so, do, what's their involvement in your guys's records? Like when you go in, I mean, do they his involvement? No, uh, fat. I mean, uh, fat records in general. Like, do they? Give you full full control, or they? They don't fuck with us at all, man. Yeah. I know he goes in and does some other stuff yeah, with other people, but yeah. In general, too, like our first release, we were kind of like, we're in the studio, and no one, they don't. They're like, yeah, do what you gotta do. But we're making this record, yeah. and it's like, oh man, they're gonna hate this thing because it's like, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's that a whole lot of that, a yeah. Whole lot of, you know, and like, whatever, it's just. It feels weird. It feels weird on fat. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome because they've always had full trust in the music yeah. aspect of our band. The only thing they bug us about is the social media aspect. In, in what sense? What are they? We, because <laughs> we have no band photos ever. Uh-huh. Um, I do a lot of the social media stuff for the band. I try to. Yeah. But um, we... <laughs> we take about one band photo a year. Do we need one tonight? You need it. 
you try it, it might not work out yeah but so every now and then our pr person um vanessa who is awesome yeah, yeah. will just be like um yeah you might want to announce your show you're playing today right and now's a good now's a good time you <laughs> and, know you know some of the kids these days are just all about it and yeah. are all over social, social media that's and how they find out and yeah so for us that that part of the band um we might need a little push yeah. here and there but as far as music goes they've always had full trust which is awesome which i think is more important than that's, the social that's, that's media what's important part, when it comes down to it it's about the music right so, yeah, yeah exactly yeah uh, so speaking of social, uh, Alex. That's true. <laughs> I love Alex's input. And it's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Uh, speaking of social media, I saw a picture of you guys with uh, Steve Soto, uh, who, who passed away a couple of weeks ago, um, and um, I, I, I hadn't realized it, but you know, uh, I had interviewed him years ago, also down in San Diego. Sweetest dude. He was a yeah, really cool, you know, um, guy. Also, so you guys knew him, and what was how do tell me about that? It sucks, man. Uh, yeah, we did. What was the C, CJ? Yeah, just from the Utters, mostly from the Utters, and those guys all know him really, really well too. So I I got to meet him on, yeah. on a lot of those shows a long time ago and stuff. But we we did. Did a tour with them. Where the fuck was it? Midwest, CJ Harmonia, but Midwest. It was fun. That's the last time he's. I think I saw him. In punk rock bowling was the last time I saw him. Oh, yeah. Talked for a couple seconds, and that's sad, man. He was yeah. a sweet, sweet dude. It happened in his sleep, from what I read, though. So at least it was doesn't sound like it was painful yeah, or anything. Like, but it sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. You never know when you're gonna go. I don't like that. I don't not, like. It stinks. Yeah. Not fun. Maybe rest in peace. Um, so, uh, so tell me about Move Like a Ghost, uh, your most recent EP that you guys did. It's a, it's a wonderful EP. Miles. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. Alex. Alex. That's correct. I like it. <laughs> uh, it's cool. We were going to try to write a record, like a full length, and then we just didn't have songs. Yeah, so we was like, fuck it. Let's just make a 10-inch. We're, we need... We're gonna write a new record soon. You are okay. So, yep. so what's that process? Do you guys just get together for you know a weekend and kind of have well, like, or it's been Rosie's trying to been get us together this whole time. Yeah. If it's if, if it's not for Rosie, everyone's like, uh, Rosie's the glue that yeah. keeps everything together. I literally like, forgot my guitar last practice. That's how serious we are. Right. I'm always trying to schedule. Okay, uh-huh. like, guys, want to come to my house? <laughs> yeah. How long ago did we release that? It was 2016? A couple of Fuck, two years, sorry, I think. two so. years, man. Yeah. It's time. This is our year. This year, this double. Hey, next year? <laughs> make them make wait, yeah. Double, uh, double LP oh, this like year. Five songs. You do? Okay. We really do, that. So you got stuff you're working on. Yeah, and uh, but we'd like to have another full length. Yeah. We just need like seven more. <laughs> seven more, yeah. Yeah. And so is we're almost there. Is there that pressure within the band to you're like, okay, we haven't put anything out, so let's just put out an EP? Yeah. Or that's the yeah, yeah, that's the problem. There's press pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Neglect. <laughs> yes. Doesn't nobody cares? I, it's not true. We do care, but I just I don't know. Busy. Yeah, it's busy. 
And I honestly just enjoy hanging out with these guys. It's cool to write music too, but uh, I just like this band. I love this band. Uh, weird writing songs though. Yeah, and that's kind of why you do the, the bands. I mean, because it's an outlet for you to hang out with your friends and everything. Exactly. I've heard you say that this before. This band especially, so. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I want to say one last thing. Hit it. Well, <laughs> family has <laughs> family has always come first too. Like for yeah. all of us, so you know he is juggling his family and his son and Miles just had a baby and now I'm having a baby and so we're still like chugging along yeah. but we're all very respectful of each other needing that time to take for their families so we might not seem as busy but um, it's always something that we're just going to keep doing yeah. but we just need to kind of settle into the new baby life yeah. 2022 I think we'll be back in 20 <laughs> harder than ever with the with kids in tow <laughs> and Alice can be on it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for for taking the time. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That was you. cool. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. I really look forward to your set tonight. And yeah, uh, thank you. That was the interview with Toy Guitar. Thank you to those guys uh, and Garon, who was pregnant as well, uh, six months pregnant and, and on the drums, beating it like a machine. Uh, which was, Are you sure it was six months? I thought it was four. Didn't you say four months pregnant? I mean, I, I think she said six, but you know. It wasn't six months? Whether it's four or six, I mean, kudos. Kudos to you, banging those drums. And, um, you know, doing it. Yeah, go Rosie. Um, if that's not going to be like a little drummer kid when it comes out, I don't know what. I know, right? Yeah, beat it in tone, literally. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, but... uh. Yeah, there's a is a fun set um, opening up for Juliet and the Licks, and it was cool to see Juliet with a couple of the original band members again because as her band was kind of dying down, you know, again, the same probably around the same time we were we stopped t uh, talking, um, uh, like uh, there were different rotating band members that were kind of rotating in, but but a couple of the members that she had with her were were originals like Todd. More, uh, Todd Morris, who's from H2O, and Kimball Walters, I believe his name is, um, also in the band. So um, so it was a good lineup. Uh, they played a fun set. We're going to play you know, play out with them at the end of the show, um, a little cover song that they did. Um, and, uh, and it was a lot of fun. You guys, what did you think? I mean... I loved it. Absolutely. I loved both bands. Um... Juliet was hilarious uh, because of many different reasons. One, her outfit, right? She comes out on the stage in, like, her roller derby outfit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, roller derby! And, I mean, how cool is that? It's like she's this little roller derby superhero or whatever. You, she was... You know she, she was, was in just, a roller der derby movie, right? I have no idea. She, I know nothing about that. She was in a movie called Whip It with Ellen Page and some other girls. And um, Whip It, like Devo? Kind of like that, yes. I, Whip It? That song might even be in it. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't know if I saw it. I don't think I did, but I know she was in it. So. Okay, that's awesome. Ellen Page is awesome. Mm -hmm. The song Whip It is awesome. Yes. And anyway, Juliet's roller derby outfit is fantastic, and her personality 
I mean, is is yeah. just as awesome as I was uh, hoping it would be because the only Juliet that I know is the one that you know uh, did movies yeah. ten years ago or however long it was when I you know saw my last Juliet movie, and um, she's a great actress. She yeah. is so authentic, and she's exactly like that on stage too. You know, so much personality and so much energy. I love. Uh, her stage present was great. Her acknowledgement of the rest of the band was fantastic too. You know, very um, you know thankful for those around her and uh, and um, you know um, for having the time to to um, do her music and uh, do the covers of of, of of singers and bands that uh, she loves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, and so uh, that. Being friends with her and everything was obviously a piece of my past. I've moved on, right? I mean, I've, I've raised a family and everything, but um, it was cool to to know her for a while, and I knew her through her band. I had interviewed her at Warp Tour originally, like when her band was just getting started, uh, and then again when she played it. Uh, I mean, no, I didn't even interview her the second time I met her, um, but I shot video for her um, of her show in San Francisco and... Um, you know, and that's when she gave me her number and we started, you know, um, kind of talking more and everything. And like, she was on the tonight show, her band played the tonight show back, uh, with Jay Leno back then. And, you know, we talked after the, uh, after they played and everything, which was pretty cool. And then just whenever that's she was, awesome. whenever she was in town, we'd, you know, just hang, uh, hang out and, um, for a bit, uh, around the show and. Um, and it was pretty cool, and uh, so I was kind of kind of hoping uh, I'd get to say hey to her again and um, catch up a little bit, maybe get an interview, and um, and tried to make it happen with her tour manager, but uh, it didn't happen uh, unfortunately. So, um, but still got to see a, a good show, and and also really lucked into getting your dumbass into the show uh, because uh, oh right, some drama there. I know. I had had this crazy training at work that was so intense, right? They had pulled me off of everything that I'm supposed to be doing, and they threw me into this training thing. Yeah. Um, and so, and it was intense. I mean, I was exhausted after days of this, and uh, I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten about the whole ticket situation to this concert. Yeah. Well, right. And obviously, it was going to be sold out. But for some reason, well, not I even, just uh, not even obviously though, because I mean, even the day of, it was not sold out in the morning. Like, I, I saw a screenshot, like she posted whatever for the upcoming shows of like low ticket alerts and everything. And I'm like, okay, well, there's a low hour alert because the show's tomorrow, so I'm sure it'll be fine. And I checked in the morning of the concert and like just put ten tickets in my cart as much as you could, and they were still available. So I was like. I was rolling the dice a little bit on uh, on getting a ticket. Uh, you know, I, ne- I never, never ask bands for three tickets, right? Because that's like that's mm. a lot, and especially if it's a local band. Um, it's kind of like overstaying your welcome. Yeah, <laughs> local bands, you know, typically have like friends and family come out, and uh, yeah. especially for a show like this. So I didn't want to be that guy, but uh, but it was sold out, and there's no way to get a, a ticket, and you were on your way, and so I I. You know, I kind of laid the groundwork for it early, early on, and then after the interview, when we went outside with them to take a picture, um, you come strolling up, and I'm and I'm like, okay, perfect timing, because they had the list in in his hand, and he was handing it to the venue guy, and I'm like, hey, can you make that plus one into a plus two? And he literally just changed the one to a two, uh, and was able to get perfect. a ticket to this sold out show, which you wouldn't have otherwise gotten into. And, 
It was meant to be. Yes, and so uh, so it worked out well. Worked out well. It was a good show. It worked out well. I just want to give my thanks right now to the powers yes. that be, whether yes. it's like the parking com- the parking karma god or the traffic god or whatever, because there was zero traffic. I mean, this was like right after rush hour, six thirty or something, when I left uh, my house. And normally there's a ton of traffic on the bridge, or you know, when you go to Berkeley, there's always lots of stop and go. But there was nothing, nothing. It was like it was like December 25th at 5 a.m. Wow. I mean, I'm like, where is everyone? Yeah, you wish there <laughs> were more people nothing. there. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I just walked up there, and there you were, and it just happened to be. Yes, it was perfect timing. And, and also, you might want to thank Jack from Toy Guitar as well, because he might have had Jack, something to do it. You are fantastic. Thank you very much for this. There you go. Um, all right, Jens, it's time. It's time for the last segment in your favorite segment to hear on the podcast. What is it? It's time for music news, Steve. That is right. It is the music news. All right. So got a couple of interesting stories this week to... Uh, fill your music ears with. Uh, And the first one is about R. Kelly, Jens. Uh, Have you heard this story yet? I have not, and I can't wait to hear it. Okay, you should be on the edge of your seat here because he's addressing sex cult allegations. Um, Whoa, hold on, let me scoot forward. I need to be on the very edge. Hold on. right. I'm scooting. I'm scooting. All right, good. Go. Yes, and Spotify is. Uh, there's also a Spotify ban on the 19-minute song that he just put out. Uh, I admit. Wait, uh, there's a ban called Spotify. There's a music provider service called Spotify. Yeah. They have banned his song. Oh, they've banned it. Yes. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant there was a band. No. called Spotify, and I was going to say, how original is that? I know. Like, right? that sucks. <laughs> what a stupid band name. Let's find some okay. Spotify on Spotify, right? Yeah. All right, sorry. Uh, I'll stop interrupting you. Continue. Right. Uh, so he has a 19-minute song that's out. Uh, it's long, as you can imagine. It's called <laughs> I Admit. And I earlier today I was reading the lyrics in the song uh, just kind of to see what he's admitting to because... If, for those of you that know R. Kelly, he's uh, allegedly a, a little bit of a, you can call him a rapist, what do you want to call him? And he, it just, he, he has sex with underage women, he likes them young, he's a pedophile, that's the word, right? Um, and, and so I'm wondering, okay, is he, is he, is this an O.J. Simpson, Simpson situation where uh, he's admitting to the, you know, the shit that he's doing in his, in his art, right? Like, OJ, remember OJ Simpson wrote that book? Like, uh, if I did it, this is how I would have done it, or something like that? Did, you remember, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but what a freaking crazy idea. Yeah, so I was like, okay, is there some of that in that? And and there is a, a little bit. Um, he, yeah, I... I I don't have the lyrics hand, uh, handy, but okay. So here's, well, here's one lyric. Uh, I admit I'm not perfect. I never said I was perfect. Say I'm abusing these women. What the fuck? That's some absurd shit, he sings of the uh, allegations. They brainwashed, really? Kidnapped, really? Can't eat, really? Real talk, that sounds silly. 
Uh, and then he sings directly to the parents of women he's accused of harboring. Don't push your daughter in my face and tell uh, me that's okay because your agenda is to get paid and get mad when it don't go your way. Um, he later adds, uh, what's the definition of a cult? What's the definition of a sex slave? Go to dictionary, look it up, let me know, I'll be here waiting. Now I admit I got some girls who love me, they pull hair, uh, uh, they pull their hair. Uh, now I admit they uh, love me, talk dirty when I pull their hair. Some like me to spank them, some like to give brain. And what some uh, of these girls want is too much for a radio station. Um, huh. And... So, uh, in the midst of these uh, growing allegations against Kelly, Spotify removed his work from their popular featured playlist, uh, which Kelly takes issue with. Spotify took me off their playlist. I admit I've been underrated. Uh, I'm not convicted, not arrested, but uh, uh, dragged my name in the dirt. All this work to be successful, and uh, you're bending me because of what you heard. Um, and I guess they later backtracked on the plan. Um, and... Later on in the song, uh, he sings about some of the things he's personally endured that, if, uh, that he had previously revealed in his memoir, such as his fictional illiteracy and the habitual molestation by a female relative. I admit a family member touched me from a child to the age of 14. Uh, we talked about that on a different episode of the, the podcast, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, as for his inability to read, the result of dyslexia, he says he was unable to read uh, his contracts as a young artist and therefore doesn't own the publishing on his own songs. Uh, I guess I know one to uh, represent him, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, I am disturbed, man. After hearing that, I have two things to say. One. You are a fantastic rapper. That is not the should, case. No, that's true, dude. I am seriously like. I'm not disturbed about that part. I'm I'm disturbed about that, the second part. The first part I think is like you are. You need to seriously think about a little side career in uh, in rapping. I think you could be like an, a fantastic local artist and then grow from there. Two, I'm so disturbed by that story. I feel like I need a therapist. Yeah. And like, is there any proof that he's doing this? I mean, why is he not in prison? I know, right? Um, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, he. One verse here. This is the verse I was looking for. Uh, I admit I fuck with all the ladies. Uh, that's both older and young ladies. Uh, but tell me how they call it pedophile because that shit is crazy. Yeah. So. Um, oh my god. I know. Yeah. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> is that it? Can I talk about the Spice Girls now? Yeah. Lighten, lighten it up a little bit for us, Shins. All right, I'm going to talk about the Spice Girls. Color of the world. Ooh, Spice Girls, okay. All right. Okay. Everyone listening, get this. Mel B is adamant the Spice Girls are still reuniting. And Steve, I know this is super exciting because you have been a fan of the Spice Girls for a long time. You may have never told me that ever. Since, ever since they were spice babies. Yes, I've been a before f- they were before their mothers were even spice mamas. Right. I mean like I know you've been keeping this a huge secret. So let me tell you about this. Okay, tell me. Go ahead. Okay. This is where you so, tell uh, me. <laughs> yeah, so this is like this is fantastic. So Mel B has spoken about the Spice Girls much talked about reunion 
saying that it is definitely still happening. It mm. is. They said it was going to happen at the royal wedding or something, right? Like people were talking about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, they might still be talking about it at the next royal wedding, right. whatever that is. All right. So uh, Victoria Beckham had previously dashed hopes for you uh, for a reunion, saying that there would be no tour or no new music, but that might not be true. Uh, the girl group caused huge excitement recently when it was reported they were reuniting to record new music and play a series of new shows around the world. Wow. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. So, yeah, Victoria, you know, uh, saying no on that. But um, since then, uh, Melby has insisted the reunion is on. Confirming it uh, during an appearance on ITV's Loose Women. Loose Women. Uh, Loose Women. I have no idea what that show is, but she says for sure. It sounds very enticing. We are are getting back together. Is that like a porn? Like, what is that? I I don't know what what kind of show she's doing, but. uh, Is that like some late night TV show that you can only watch after your kids go to bed? Right. So, uh, for sure, we are getting back together. Uh, we are sisters at the end of the day, and what we went through was quite amazing. Brilliant journey. So we're together. We are back together. So, I mean, that sounds pretty confident, at least in Mel B's mind, that it's going to happen. Maybe not in Victoria's. But. Yeah, I mean, if there's a paycheck, right? I mean, that's that's what it'll come down to. That's all it is. Yeah, so, yeah. right, 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 right. right. They probably put on a good show. They've got a fan base, you know, that'll go and see them. So The right price has to be there, though, you know? The right, yeah, exactly. The right price has to be there. Yes, uh, Jens, I have a, I have a Bowie story. How do you feel about that? A Bowie story? Yeah. Well, Bowie is a world icon. Yes, he is an absolutely world icon, and we always welcome Bowie stories on the pod. But um, you know what? It's going to have to top Mel B's story. So give it to me. Oh, uh, hopefully it will. Uh, well, he, David Bowie's first ever demo track has been discovered in an old bread basket. No way. How does stuff like that happen? I'm glad you asked. Uh, so he recorded the version of uh, I Never Dreamed when uh, he was just 16. Um, and uh, and it, it was just discovered. So uh, he was. Is it still in the bread basket? Oh, you're right. I hope so. He was. No, I mean, I'm imagining like this is a family that has a bread basket and the bread basket is in the kitchen. And it's yeah. always filled with bread, right? It's like yes. it's in there so it doesn't get stale or whatever a bread basket is for. And there's a tape there. It's David Bowie's tape, it right? And it's been there for 100 yeah. years or however long. Yes. Like how was this not discovered earlier? Well, so um, so it was, he was known as David Jones back then. Uh, and primarily he was primarily a saxophonist. Uh, it was the first time his uh, voice was recorded with his first band, The Conrads. Uh, it was turned down by the label Decca long before Bowie would find fame as a solo artist. Um, the Guardian reports the tape is now resurfaced in an old breadbasket and is expected to sell for at least ten thousand pounds at auction, uh, which I would think that's conservative. I mean, um, I would expect a lot more, right? Yeah, I would expect way more. That's the starting price, right? Uh, well, they say it's expected to sell for that much. I don't know if it's oh. starting lower or not, but it was disco- wow. discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, from uh, the Conrad's former drummer and manager, David Hadfield, uh, when he was moving home 
when he also found book uh, booking forms, photographs, promotion, promotional sketches, letters, and bills related to the band. Uh, we decided that we would do a couple of guitar instrumentals and one original song. I chose I Never Dreamed as it was the strongest. Uh, the other two were a bit weak. I also decided that David was the best person to sing it and give it the right interpretation. So this became the very first recording of uh, David Jones singing 55 years ago. So, um, and uh, yeah, so we're going to um, listen to just a, a little bit of the Conrads featuring David Bowie here. Um, let's, uh, let's hear what that sounds like 55 years ago. You ready? All right, I'm ready. So, uh, David Jones, I mean, for a first recording, like, that's pretty, pretty awesome. I, I don't know. I, I mean, he was turned down, though. They're like, yeah, not, not good enough. Sorry. Like, Can you imagine that? It's like, they must be kicking themselves. Oh, I mean, I'm right? sure they don't care at this point. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, it would have been good to have, you know, struck gold early, right? But right, things right. happen for a reason also, and sometimes your, your failures push you that much harder to do better next, you know, the next round or what have you, so. Right. Yeah, exactly, and it's possible that it wasn't, you know, a good match. Like, I remember reading an article about the author of the Harry Potter uh, series, you know, and how she got turned down so many times, and I was like, oh, my God, these executives, whoever they are, you know, who... Uh, who turned her down must be feeling horrible. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, like the worst decision decision they ever made in their careers. Yeah. So <laughs> tapes going up for auction in September, um, and also there's it was recently announced that a new box set collecting uh, Bowie's work during his most commercially successful years of his career is coming up later this year in October. From uh, works from '83 to '88, as well as some other previously unreleased music. Um, it's called "Loving the Alien." So. Yeah, yeah. You know, the one thing that bugs me about stories like this is that, um, I mean, I don't exactly know the technical aspect of it, but these tapes, I mean, they deteriorate deteriorate over time, right? Yeah. So the, what, what you hear now isn't necessarily what you would have heard had you listened to the tape right after it was recorded. I'm assuming that the quality was, you know, much better because time hasn't worn it out yet. Right. So it's like, oh, I wish there was a way to get that, you know, that more pure of a of a of a sound back. Yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, so, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a historical piece to it too, though. So you know, yeah. just to having it. So we'll right, see. right. All right, you got another story for us? I do. I do have another story. Are you suggesting that I should, uh, you know, actually? present the story i mean you know that would be a great tactic if you know you're not stalling to pull the story up so i'm so not stalling to store i'm so not stalling to pull the story up i was just 
thinking about um, how many stories we've done recently on, you know, our um, our favorite person, Dave Grohl. Right. And then I realized that the story that I'm going to present is not about Dave Grohl. It's not. That's true. In fact, we might not even talk about Dave Grohl uh, in this podcast, other than the fact that I just brought him up. He wouldn't have been mentioned otherwise. So. No. Anyway. Yes. But we are going to talk about a great artist, a fantastic artist. In fact, an artist uh, who was pictured on the uh, on uh, you know with his bandmates on one of the most iconic album covers ever. Abbey Road. Oh, okay. Abbey Road, the four yes. blokes walking across the street. And I think it was Paul. I might be wrong on this. Paul was barefoot. Was he barefoot? Can you verify that? That sounds familiar. Sure. Well, they were walking across the street. Okay. 49 years after the iconic album cover, uh, Paul McCartney walks across Abbey Road. He walked across a road 49 years later. 49 years later, not just any road, but Abbey Road, the same exact road where the picture was taken. It comes full circle. This is insane. You know, from my perspective, I'm thinking he was too, he was so excited. He couldn't wait until couldn't, couldn't wait one 50 more year. years yeah, after. It's like, oh, I've got to do this like now. It's like 49 years after. Yeah. You know, he couldn't wait for the 50th reunion or, or anniversary or whatever. So, uh, anyway, good old Sir Paul McCartney does the walk across the street. Um, anyway, story goes like this. So Paul crossed the famous Abbey Road pedestrian crossing almost 49 years to the day since the Beatles' iconic album cover was shot there. The cover for Abbey Road was shot on August 8th. 1969. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah, by photographer Ian Macmillan. Right. And oh my God, how exciting must it be for him to have, you know, shot that cover and it, for it to have been accepted on that album. Um, anyway, so it featured good. all four Beatles. Yes. Back in the day. Um, uh, doing the walk across the pedestrian crosswalk. So, um, so more recently, uh, Paul walked across the uh, road on his way to an intimate gig at Abbey Road Studios with uh, his daughter Mary filming the moment. Uh, halfway across, McCartney turned and did a quick pose for the camera. Uh, Yay! Look at that. Go a good sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at a picture here, and I think he is not barefoot, but he is uh, wearing sandals. Uh, so, okay. you know, he's half barefoot. Right. He's got his sandals on. His feet are showing some skin. Yeah. His feet are showing some skin, but he's looking good. He's looking cheery. He's, you know, got, his, got some fans around. He's, he still has good hair, man. After all these years, Sir Paul has some fabulous hair. That is uh, reassuring, so... Well, that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's a fun story, Jens, but I'm going to bring us home with one, you know, just an even more fun story. Are you ready for this? Is it about Dave Grohl? It's about Dave Grohl. No, just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. No. All right. Yes, I'm I'm pumped. I am pumped. No, this is, uh, every time I die, Jordan Buckley saves a fan's life by spitting beer in their face. What? How does that happen? I'm glad you asked. Yes. Um, so, uh, he shared a bizarre story detailing how he inadvertently saved a fan's life by spitting beer in their eye. 
he took to Twitter to reveal how a woman thanked him for the incident at one of the band's shows because it helped her discover a brain tumor. Whoa, no way. Yeah. You guys want That's to hear, insane. You guys want to hear a fucking crazy story he began? Uh, a lady came up to me and said, I saw you guys a little bit ago, and you spit beer in the air, and I was in front, and some got in my eye. I apologized and said, our shows get wacky, never know what's going to happen. I was probably just trying to mimic someone way cooler than me. Um, and he continued, she said the next day it was still bothering her, and she thought her um, eye was infected, so she went to the doctor. I apologized ten more times and braced myself for a lawsuit. So she went to the doctor. They did tests. Her doctor said she, uh, she didn't have an eye infection. She had a brain tumor. Uh, but they, ca- they caught it early enough to perform surgery and remove it. She said it would never have gotten uh, caught had she not gone in. She then thanked me for saving her life. Uh, in- That's incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, seriously, that is so moving. What are the odds of that? Yeah, this guy is an upstanding citizen. He is out to help people. Um, in the past, uh, he uh, stopped a fan taking uh, an onstage uh, selfie by karate kicking the phone out of the gig goer's hand. So, he's that not- reminds me of what happened to you. You had a similar situation where you're. You were filming, and you uh, got a kick to the camera or something, right? I did, yes, years ago. Years ago. But anyway, so the moral of the story is, if you can spit beer in people's faces, you might be saving lives. And you should take every opportunity you can to to do that very action. Absolutely. Uh, And this also reminds me of a similar story. I remember, I don't don't know know the details, but somebody was, was, uh, you know, uh, on the news... Uh, because they were either a reporter or they were being interviewed and sharing some story, but I don't know. But um, there was a one of the you know many one of the many people that were that uh, that was watching the show on TV was a physician and realized, oh my gosh, this guy is unusually yellow. He's got blah 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 disease. So she went out of her way to to tell the news agency that this guy has a really likely he's got a very you know high chance of having this whatever disease it is and the guy had no idea wow he had no clue yeah just by and um same same kind of story you know she reached out and ended up um making him aware of the of the illness so he could get treated wow that's that's really awesome yeah yeah Yeah. amazing huh yeah, so if you uh, get get beer spit in your face, you know it's out of, out of love and uh, and caring towards, you know, your well-being. Yeah, right? So. right, yeah. And this might give you an excuse to drink more beer, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's about saving lives. It is, it is. I will keep that in mind next time I have a beer, so. And it's about spitting. Yes. All right. People. Yeah, and it's time to wind out this podcast. What do you think? I think we are ready to wrap it up and uh, start prepping for the next episode. What do we got coming up uh, the pipeline? On the concert pipeline, we have uh, a bunch of interviews. We're covering Guitar Fish Festival, uh, Guitar Fish Festival uh, this weekend. Well, I am, um, and uh, girlfriend Tracy will be with me, and um, that's up in Truckee. So uh, it's this cool festival, um, and you yeah, you go out there, you camp for for days, and um, and it's uh, it's just a lot of fun being outdoors, listening to music, hanging on the uh, river, the Yuba River, and uh, 
and having some fun. So uh, we have interviews with a bunch of bands lined up. So we will be chatting with Con Brio again. Uh, they're going to be on the podcast uh, again, which will be really cool. Um, Fantastic. I mean, really looking forward to their performance. They put on a hell of a live performance. Um, and uh, Midtown Social, uh, Bay Area Band, uh, they are going to be playing as well. Um, also, Dino Hunter, we're going to talk to them. They're kind of a, a dance-type band. Uh, we'll be chatting with them. And Steve Poltz. Now, Steve Poltz is uh, kind of a folk singer. He's, uh, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff, and it's he's just... It's comical, it's funny, but it's also really bright. He's a really good uh, lyricist. And he uh, he wrote, I, th I think, I may have this wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wrote You Were Meant For Me or You Were Made For Me by Jewel. Oh. That song that Jewel did, and uh, that he wrote mm -hmm. it, and then I think probably sold it, and uh, she went off and made it into a big hit and whatever. So, um, wow. so they worked together and... Uh, and and so he's been he's been around for a while, um, and I, and I'm looking forward to that interview also. I think it's going to be a pretty cool interview. So um, that's not all happening in the next episode. We're going to spread that out over a couple weeks, but uh, but some good content from Guitarfish coming up uh, on the pipeline. Sounds good, Steve. Well, Jens, we're going to play us out with a, a song here from Juliet in the Licks. Uh, this is actually, like I said before, a cover song. Uh, of a song called Proud Mary uh, that they did. Really long version because she introduced her each member of her band during it as well. So this is like an 11 minute song. So it's the pause not over yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's the longest cover of this song ever. Probably, right? So, uh, But it was cool. Really fun performance. Uh, Juliet and the Licks rocked uh, and a uh, great show to, to go to. We had a lot of fun. So for all of us here at Concert Pipeline, that's Jen Schiphol. And that is Steve Jones. We will catch you next time. And then we're going to finish it hard and rough.
If you come down 